Welcome to Talking Jets. Nope, there it is. <laughs> Welcome to the call-in show, the cockpit. My name's Ryan. I'll be your pilot tonight. I am oh so excited to get your thoughts on everything that happened with the New York Jets just yesterday. Uh, Jets lose to the Minnesota Vikings 27-22, to and I want to hear all your thoughts. We're going to do this the same way we do it every week. We're going to do a half hour of my commentary, and then at 8.30, we're going to go to the phones and hear your thoughts on yesterday's game and all things New York Jets. It could be playoffs, it could be, you know, player personnel, it could be whatever you want to talk about. You get three minutes on the clock, after three minutes... That's it! Right, You're you out of here! You're out of here. So remember, make sure you have your thoughts dialed in for... Uh, for this call-in show. If you guys are just hopping in, make sure you hit that like button. In the uh, the live chat, I do have a poll question. Which team is least likely to miss the playoffs? Um, that uh, poll is going right now. 35 votes. I'm interested to see. We have a few uh, names in there. I have the Jets, the Patriots, the Chargers, and then I put the Bengals slash Ravens, whoever doesn't win the division. Um, which team is most likely or least likely to miss the playoffs? Least likely to miss the playoffs. Um, I also have a pinned comment in the chat. Pro Bowl voting has begun. And we got to do our part to get our representatives into the Pro Bowl. So make sure you vote for all the New York Jets that are in there. trying to get my Bluetooth working over here. I realized before I started this, I never got it set up. But I guess I got a little bit of time before we actually start taking phone calls, so I will uh, let it figure itself out. Um, all right. Let's take a look at the notes I have from yesterday. Go through some stuff. Uh, so yesterday... Mike White finishes 31 of 57, 369 yards, two interceptions. He had the final interception on 4th and 10 on the goal line. Um, that was the, the backbreaker, the one that actually ended it. Um, so he started his game with a pick, ended his game with a pick. Garrett Wilson goes off. Eight receptions, 162 yards. Uh, Zonovan Knight has himself a day. Over 100 all-purpose yards again. This kid has been very impressive. Uh, I very much liked watching him play throughout these last two weeks. And I think he has made Brian Robinson... Uh, sorry, not Brian Robinson. James Robinson. Uh, expendable. And Joe Douglas is pretty smart. He's not going to lose a fifth-round pick if he could only lose a sixth-round pick. And he's not getting worse production than uh, he was getting. I think Bam Knight is playing, I would say, second-best running back that we've seen this year so far. Um, now, granted, that is against two defenses that are worse than what we saw at the beginning of the year, so that's, that's I guess, sort of a, a slight at Carter. If Carter plays, maybe he doesn't get quite as many yards. Um, but I think he's impressive. He's a one-cut runner. I'm excited. After having a day to kind of digest this whole loss and really think about, like how I feel <laughs> it's just I'm looking at it, I'm like man we just lost to a good team and we hung with them the whole time if we started faster 
or just finished drives. We scored on six possessions. Five of those were field goals. Can't have that. When you're playing the number two or number one seed, whatever they are, uh, in the NFC, you have to bring your A game. And the Jets didn't bring their A game. And they were still in position to win that game with just three minutes left. Everything within three minutes. The Jets had an opportunity. Defense did their part, got the ball back. They made some big-time sacks on third down. They had the, the Quinn and Williams sack, and then they had the one sack where it was kind of like a gang tackle. Really liked seeing that from our guys. But yeah, overall, I'm not like particularly disappointed. Like even like some of the frustration I have at the play calling, you know, close to the goal line, I have issues with that. But then there's also like, yo, Conklin's got to catch balls. Barrios has to catch the ball. You know, White White has to execute the play. So like, there's there's plenty of blame to go around. And I think based on the interviews we saw post game. And the, the the little sound clips that we're hearing, it really feels like this team took this as a team loss. And I know we heard the quote, there's no moral victories. Um, but this is a game in the last few years the Jets go into and just get waxed. We went into their own building. We went into Minnesota's building. Hostile environment. They're playing for a one seed. And we really, uh, you know, took them all the way to the end. I'm hoping we can get a rebound game against Buffalo. Buffalo scares the life out of me. They have 10 days to prepare for us. Remember, they played on Thursday night football. So they, uh, you know, a little extra juice, maybe. Sitting back watching the game footage of Minnesota and the Jets. Maybe Diggs is thinking, all right, how do I not get shut down like Justin Jefferson? Which is weird to say because I still felt like Jefferson made his presence known. But he definitely didn't have the impact that he's used to having. You know, let me go back. I'm curious to see what. Uh, I'm curious to see what his stat line has looked like all year. Um, so let's see. He had 45 yards. So we held him to his third lowest total against the Cowboys. He had three receptions, 33 yards, uh, and he had three receptions, 14 yards versus the Lions. So it's really the, and then after that, like pretty much everything's like close to a hundred. The Eagles were close. The Eagles had 48 yards. So between the Eagles, the Lions, the Cowboys, and the Jets, those were the four teams that kind of handled, uh, if you will, Justin Jefferson the best from like a yardage standpoint. Obviously, we still gave up the touchdown. Not ideal, but if you tell me we hold Justin Jefferson to 45 yards, I'm telling you we're winning that game. Even the backs, like they had 100 yards between Dalvin Cook and Madison, 100 yards total on 23 carries. They had the two touchdowns. That, that was the dagger. I saw a clip from Sabo that was showing the uh, the movement on the by the two wide receivers, or maybe it was a tight end and a receiver, on the Vikings. Should have been blown dead. Madison wound up making the touchdown on that play. I know there was a little bit of frustration with the uh, the refereeing in that game from some fans. But overall, we just did not execute the way we needed to execute. We, I feel like we are a better team than we showed. 
given the the ranks that we see from the Minnesota Viking defense. That defense is better than I is better than their rank would suggest. Um or at least it felt that way. Maybe that's because Mike White is not the quarterback that, you know, Jet fans think he is and I don't know. But that defense felt harder than I would have given it credit for. And I do think that you know, it felt like between the 30s we were able to move the ball up and down the field. And it was really that like final 20 to 30 yard push on either end that really caused us problems. We had a hard time stopping them when they were in the red zone and they stopped us every time we got in the red zone. I don't know the solution. Hawkinson didn't do as much damage as I would have thought. He had 33 yards receiving. He could have had a monster gain. DJ Reed completely blew a coverage. This was, I would say this was his worst game. Now he was uh, sick from what I heard. He had some type of, I don't know if it was fluid in his lungs or something, but he was on oxygen the whole game. So if this is what a hamstring secondary looks like, I'm feeling pretty good about it. I really am. J-Boy says, we beat ourselves. That's probably a good way to look at this. Uh, Joe S says, play of the game when Mike White misses Garrett Wilson for an easy touchdown. There's a few plays of the game. That was a big one. That was one you gotta have. And I know Mike White was sitting there looking at it saying, oh, man, I had him open. That was 75 or 80 yard touchdown written all over it. Um, but then you look at like, okay, if you don't get the shoestring tackle on uh, on Corey Davis, he's running in for a touchdown. If Garrett Wilson doesn't have his toe step out of bounds on that long play, that he that was fantastic. If he didn't step out that little bit, that's a touchdown. It's crazy. That, like, I think that was my my biggest takeaway is the the thought of this is a game of inches. Kind of like my sex life. <laughs> I was gonna crack that joke in the normal one, but I figure ah, the guys that hang out in the live chat they'll have that have a little more fun with that one. Game of inches, my friend. Jets were close. We just couldn't close. Let's see. What are you guys talking about in the chat? Champstar says, the other quarterback's poor play is disrespectful to the rest of the team. Are you talking about Wilson? Is that what you're kind of getting at? Uh, Albert Jimenez says, The squad donning Mike White t-shirts is not something I support. I find that to be very disrespectful to each and every quarterback on the roster. Ah, so that's what you were responding to. (laughs) Um, It's not disrespectful. They can kick rocks. If you don't want them wearing shirts, play better quarterback, Zach. Sorry. I'm all about team camaraderie. Hawk, thank you for the nice touch on the room. I got a got the the tree that's a Santa hat up there. Little Christmas lights, of course. And then when you get the side view, get a little bit of uh, I don't know. Looks like almost baby clothes Santa stuff, but it's like little underwear and things like that. Uh, Miss Claus hung up all his stuff to dry. I don't even know what that's for. If it's supposed to be on like a tree, you know. What? Let me let me switch. See if you guys can see it. Cause it's, it's weird. No, you definitely can't see it. See, look, got like a clothesline, <laughs> like Santa stuff. I guess it's normally 
probably put on a tree. Who knows? Uh, Gary says, I think it was mostly a case of the Vikings playing exactly as their mantra, bend but don't break. They made the plays when they needed to. Yeah, their defense really felt like the bend but don't break. So maybe their their ranking is earned based on like the yardage they give up, you know, throughout the between the 30s. And then their stoutness is deceiving when you get to the red zone because I was I was caught off guard with how well they kind of prevented us from doing what we wanted to do. Uh, even running wise, I didn't feel like we accomplished exactly what we wanted to accomplish. Like as much as Knight had himself a pretty nice day, uh, it, I wasn't super confident with each run. Like he had a few longer runs that were were pretty nice. Um, yeah, I mean, you look at the other running backs, like aside from Elijah Moore, because I won't factor him in as a running back. 2.5 yards a carry for James Robinson, three yards a carry. I guess it's only one carry for Ty Johnson. I don't know. I was surprised how good they were. Uh, Luca says, thoughts on pushing for Lamar in the offseason? I would say I'm not uh, against it, but I'm not particularly for it. I would say he's probably option three or four on my list um, just because of the cost in trade compensation and the cost in contract that you're going to have to give him. And I'm not going to lie, I'm looking at like the Broncos and Russell Wilson. I'm like, oh man, they're screwed for like four years. Like that's brutal. If Watson is bad in Cleveland, they're screwed for like four years. <laughs> no picks, no nothing. Like that scares me. I trust Joe Douglas on this though, because I feel like he probably still has some strong connections within the Ravens organization. And I think if he goes for Lamar, it's because he has confidence they'll be able to do it and he'll be able to succeed here. I do think him with this offense is scary good. Like the Jets are really good at running the ball and we have the tight ends so he can take advantage of the tight ends the same way he was in, in Baltimore. I don't know. I saw a stat flash the other day when they were talking about Justin Fields during the Bears game and they were saying how uh, a running quarterback, the most rushes a quarterback has had and won a Super Bowl was Russell Wilson, and I think it was like 64 or 69 rushes in a season. And like Lamar and and Fields like blow that number out of the water. So pushing for Lamar, I'm not going to push for it, but I wouldn't be against it. Um, Luca comes in also saying, or Jimmy G. So Jimmy G hurt himself yesterday. They're saying it's not a Liz Frank injury from what it appears like right now. So he may not be out this season. Even if he is, do you trust Jimmy G to stay healthy for a full season? That's That might be the bigger issue with trying to sign Jimmy G. Like, is he going to provide enough of a difference from Mike White with the escalated contract, with the injury history? Like, is that enough to offset? Or do you go with, say, Mike White, and then you bring in someone else, maybe someone that Joe Douglas... Might have a little bit of inside knowledge on in Gardner Minshew. Obviously, spending some time with Philadelphia prior to coming here. Maybe he's got some connections there. If they like Minshew, then maybe there's a, an opportunity for him and White to compete here. I'm not against that. If White looks like a good quarterback, then I think you could bring in Gardner Minshew and say, hey, look, if you beat Gardner Minshew, this job's yours. No issues. I still like Jimmy G personally, um, but the health, the cost of contract, 
and the difference of play between him and Mike White is something we're going to have to weigh very carefully. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how it works. Uh, Hawk says, Zach's legs are a threat in the red zone, and that was clearly lacking yesterday, just saying. I completely agree. I said that yesterday during the game stream, after, like, for the post game, it felt like you would want to have Zach in the red zone, like, inside 10 yards because his legs are so dangerous. Like, you don't trust him anywhere else. <laughs> but, like, run the two quarterback package. Zach, you're going you're gonna to be red zone package. White, you're going to be the rest of the way. But, yeah, I completely agree, Hawk. I think uh, the running aspect of quarterback is incredibly important to have, and that's just not something uh, that we really have with Mike White. Uh, Disregard Papa says, heard that Jay Jettis said about, or say, heard what Jay Jettis said about DJ Reed and the Jets. I saw something about it. You guys are going to have to remind me exactly. I think it was in response to DJ Reed saying Jefferson beat him on one route uh, or one snap and he was like like Reed was sick and that was sort of the excuse I think that's what he was talking about he said oh you got like I don't remember something about like getting beat up I like a little fire there needs to be more hate in the NFL I say that because I really like the rivalries and I really like the the passion that fan bases have with with arguing players and whatnot. Um, let's see. The NY Bully comes in, says, this loss really sticks with me because of Kirk Cousins using us as leverage years ago. With that being said, we are 100%, we 100% beat ourselves. We can hang with almost every team in the league. Yeah, Kirk Cousins is like the epitome of a fine quarterback. <laughs> He's not going to beat you over the head. Like, look at his stat line from yesterday. Kirk Cousins didn't beat us. 21 of 35, 173 yards on a touchdown. That is like Zach Wilson numbers. That's like really not great. And that's like, I don't know what that works out percentage-wise, 21 of 35, but um, they played complementary football across the board. That, that was a team win by Minnesota, and it was a team loss by the Jets. Um, that's really the only way I can say it, because I didn't feel like any one player let us down. Like, I think it's easy to focus maybe on the Barrios drop or maybe some of the red zone play calling, but by and large, the Jets were in position to win that game at the end of the game, had like eight tries inside the 10-yard line. You got to get it done. <laughs> you got to get it done. But Kirk Cousins is using us as leverage. Look, every every football player that hits free agency is going to leak a rumor about the Jets possibly being involved, just like every free agent is going to be rumored to be going to the Mets because of, of Cohen possibly offering a monster contract. Everyone's going to try and get the money that either bad teams or desperate teams have been notorious to throw around or because they have a rich owner. Um, just using it to fluff up their price. I get it. It sucks. I would have paid Kirk Cousins a lot of money to get here, fully guaranteed, and I think it would have been a really good move, but I don't know if it wins us a Super Bowl. <laughs> Randilla says, Strev could be up for goal line too. Yeah, at least you wouldn't have to worry about like possibly injuring your quarterback so much as Strevler would just be like in for those packages. Although I guess technically the Jets have been playing with their backup quarterback all season with the exception of the last two games and the first three. 
I guess that's one way to look at it. Um, Jets830 says, if we get Lamar, uh, JF will still think Zach Wilson is the GOAT. <laughs> Jets forever. Um, it would be exciting. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, see, there's Adrian. He says, he started the game 2 of 11, Kirk Cousins did. I thought we were versing primetime Kirk Cousins for a second. Yeah, I thought that's where it was going to stay. I thought we were going to dominate. And then they just started scoring and we couldn't do anything. And that really ticked me off. Um, ooh. <laughs> Jess 830 says Jimmy G can't last long like Ryan's sex life. Hey, I've got a uh, I've got a little trophy. She's uh five and a half months old now. Proof. <laughs> Proof is in the pudding. Oh, I love you. Italians loving the Irish says White's completion percentage was terrible and his QBR was poor. Anyone who thinks it was a stellar game is delusional. I wouldn't call Mike White uh, and his performance yesterday stellar by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but I would say he got us more in position to win than Zach when Zach had his 300-yard game. Defenses are vastly different for sure. Mike White had two interceptions to Zach Wilson's three, but I feel like Mike White's interceptions, one being the tip, the other one being more of a desperation heave. I shouldn't say heave. It was a 10-yard throw. Um, yeah, he had a poor completion percentage. I, I feel like there were a lot of drops. There were some good throwaways in there. I'd have to go back and watch like my whole every throw video and really do like the tally. I like doing that. I'll say like, okay, good throws, bad throws, throwaways. Here's the adjusted completion percentage. I don't know what he ended up finishing with, but uh, not ideal. Uh, I will say this. I do not like seeing Mike White throw damn near 60 times. <laughs> That's not a recipe for success. When you're as good at running the ball as uh, the Jets have been, they should not be uh, throwing quite so much. I don't know. I see Joe S in the chat saying Mike White missed a lot of throws. Yeah. I would say this this game looked closer to I said it in my post game, I think. Or I said it in my five takeaway, I don't remember. This game from Mike White felt like Mike White's bad throws felt like Zach Wilson's good throws if that makes sense. Like he had receivers trying to contort their bodies. Like even the Barrios throw was a little bit harder. The interception was a bad throw to Corey Davis. Corey Davis got his hands on it, but tipped it up in the air. Um, really the bad throw caused it. I thought Davis should have caught it, but you know, that bad throw is the reason it got intercepted. So I agree. There was, there was a lot to be desired from uh, the misses that Mike White had. I would say Zach is still uh, in the doghouse uh, in terms of like which quarterback I would prefer to start. Like I'm still starting Mike White, which we heard, found out today. Mike White is starting against the Bills. A little redemption game action. I like it.
Let's see. I'm curious to see how interested you guys are in talking. It feels like the fan base overall from this game, not as like enthusiastic one way or the other. Like I didn't feel doom and gloom with like any of the comments that I really saw. And I mean, obviously we didn't win, so there's not a lot of excitement, but I'm curious to see what you guys feel. How are you guys feeling on this uh, not-so-victory Tuesday? So let's do this. I'm going to go over to the Google Voice. Phone number is on the screen. You get three minutes to plead your case. After three minutes, I'm going to eject you. I think I have that all wired incorrectly. I'm pretty sure that'll work. So phone number's on the screen. You get three minutes to plead your case. I want to hear your thoughts on yesterday's game, the outlook moving forward, a little bit about the playoffs, what you want to do for next year. The world is your oyster. Do with it as you please. Let's see. Hawk says, even the INT to Conklin was behind him. Bad throw, but still catchable, arguably. The, oh, the almost INT to Conklin. Um... That's what you're saying. Because Corey Davis came in and, like, cracked the, the linebacker or safety that was, like, almost catching it. Ooh, who we got? Let's see. Where from? Armani AD. Armani, what's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. What's going on? What's going on, Ryan? Listen, great show. I, I want to say I'm, I'm, I feel pretty good about where our team's at. I, I, I don't feel any malice towards whoever's mm -hmm. the starting quarterback. doesn't matter if it's Zach. doesn't matter if it's Mike White. Mm -hmm. I think Mike White had to throw a lot of passes because we were down in the first half. I felt like he was a little dazed in the first quarter because the crowd was enormous and he had a lot of pressure on him. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like that happened, not to make any excuses for him. Mm -hmm. And he had to throw a lot of passes because we were in the hole. And a lot of those dump passes, as Robert Sala said today in it, when he was doing his live press conferences, were used as running plays. Mm -hmm. So we also have to put that into context. But I think that, um, you know, moving forward, if we can, if we, we have the recipe as far as beating the Bills, if, mm -hmm. if we, we get a good shot this week, I think we, we have a chance. We have a chance at least to, to be in the game and possibly beat them. Mm -hmm. Not saying Mike West our future. Uh, but I know one thing is that if we go after Jimmy Garoppolo, this guy can't play a full season. Your thoughts? Yeah, no, I, I feel like that's probably where I'm at as well. I, I'm not overly upset about this game. And when I look towards next week, I see Von Miller not playing. That makes me feel a whole heck of a lot better. We got Fant back and we got Corey Davis back. And the last time we played them, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Zach had like 155 yards. I think that was his stat line. And I think... White could put at least that much up, and if our defense continues to play strong, I think we could win that game in Buffalo. It's always tough because oh, uh, it's, it's that division rivalry uh, that you got to worry about any not any given Sunday. But the Bills are still arguably the best team in the AFC. I go on. Without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. What was without the last that you said? One other thing too. I wanted to touch on. I don't remember. Yeah, what it was. no, no. I just, I just feel like it doesn't really matter. Like who's our quarterback, if it's Zach Wilson, if it's Mike White, no matter what, I just feel like I'm going to support the team. Like sure. we've been for a lot of years. Like we have to keep that into place. We came into this 
this mm. season, and nobody even believed that we would win a game. So See, I don't want to get into that mindset, though, because like expectations change as you go through the season. And if the Jets were to miss the playoffs at this point now, I would call the season a disappointment. It would not be, you know, in the context of offseason, very nice improvement over last year. No issues oh. there in the context of, OK, we're at, you know, five and two or whatever we were at at that one point. Um, I would say it's a disappointment from that point on if the Jets were to miss the playoffs. But yeah, I agree. I, I don't think you you necessarily root one way or the other for a quarterback. You just hope the team does well and they find their quarterback. Agreed. Romani, I love you. Thank you so much for the call. You've been ejected from the cockpit. You had some good thoughts in there. I feel like there was another comment that Hold I didn't from. get to. I don't remember what it was. Fabian. Fabian, what's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. Brian, my man. What's going on, brother? I'm trying to hang in there. Talk to me. How are you feeling about yesterday's game and the outlook moving forward? You know, Rex Ryan stole what you said yesterday right after, which was uh, I was up to the effect of not upset but disappointed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's how I feel. But as far as the outlook, I'm still so impressed, man. The, the, and I'm a pessimistic. 40, I'm going to be 43 tomorrow. Oh, congratulations. Happy man. birthday. Hey, thanks, brother. Um, and it's not just the, the talent, which the number 17 is mm-hmm. all-world talent. It's the depth. They lose Brees Hall. Then they mm-hmm. make the trade for Robinson. But then they bring in this guy who's undrafted rookie, uh, Zonovan. It's mm-hmm. like, this is what good teams do. They mm-hmm. lose good players and next man up. So, like, I'm almost there, man. I'm almost feeling it, but this is a big test. This mm-hmm. is going to tell me if they could really get to a championship game or it's and we're going to wait till next year what's going to happen this week with Buffalo. Yeah, I think you look at how they won the first game against Buffalo. You see how close they played in both Patriot games. You see how close they played against the Vikings. If they can pull out a win against Buffalo, I think this team is is in contention with every other team in the league. If they lose, I think if they keep it close, then you can kind of have that conversation, but it gets a lot tougher to make the playoffs with a loss to the Bills. It does, it does. I mean, because... Detroit at home, it doesn't look like they walk like it did a couple weeks ago. Yep. Jacksonville on a short week after that. It, it, everything's going to be a dog fight. Um, mm-hmm. qu- quick question, man. I, maybe I'm going crazy. That first interception, was that not pass interference or am I like, eh, I don't know. I, I think he, he got bumped. The first one, not the second. second yeah, one yeah. was a good call. But I think there was, I enough, there was enough there that they could have thrown it. Um, I saw a still frame of it, like where the guy's starting to hit uh, Corey Davis, like probably what looks like two feet before the ball arrives. It's one of those bang bang type plays where it's you know there it could have had pass interference on the Denzel Mims pass where he jumped up and the guy just like hit him in the chest before the ball got there. Uh, there was a lot of like, eh, that could have been called, and I'm all right with it not being called as long as it's called or not called evenly across the board. Like, I don't want to see the Jets getting called for stuff that wasn't called against us. Um, and I didn't oh, necessarily for, feel yeah, like sure. that. Yeah. yeah, I didn't necessarily feel like we had that going against us, but it felt like there was a lot of plays where it was like, man, that, like, really could have helped us. <laughs> they just yeah, kind of looked the other way. Listen, not so much yesterday, but Sauce Gardner, and he's all worldly, but mm-hmm. he, gets a, he gets away with stuff like a star does, which good gets good for us. But, like, all mm-hmm. year long, he's gotten away with a lot, so... I'm not really complaining. I was just curious because mm-hmm. the announcers didn't say anything. I was like, man, that, he looked like he got there way early. But mm-hmm. e- either way, like I said, I, um, 
I, I'm stoked. I'm a little disappointed today, but I'm still seeing and pretty much Mike White has to bomb out three straight games for him to lose the job because there's there's I just you, like we said, his bad passes are Zach Wilson's good passes, you know. Yeah, no, that's that we shouldn't even have this conversation. So let's say he does poorly against the Bills. Do you think they go back to Zach, or you think at this point he's built up enough equity with the two 300-yard games that he deserves to start against the Lions the following week? Like, do you think he I, could I get benched he, after the Bills, or do you think he's like kind of safe for a week? I think given the opponent, he's probably safe for another week, being that mm. the Bills, even though they're not what they were last year, they're still a top team of He'll probably end playing in that stadium. He'll probably get, but I don't see him playing like that. They might not win, which is obviously it's a possibility, but I don't see him playing like Zach Wilson in New England. I just, it's, it's mm-hmm. not, I, he, he's accurate. He's, he, he hits guys, and like you said last week, he hits guys in a position for them to make plays, and they're on the, on the run, you know. So I don't see that happening, but let's just say, for argument's sake, he has a Zach Wilson type of day. I think he'll get another week. But then if he has another bad day, then we'll reassess. And then obviously next year is next year. I don't know. You know, I don't know. We'll don't, see that, where that it goes, brother. Thank you so much for the call. Uh, You've been ejected from the cockpit. Call from. Well. Hey, what's good, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. What's up, man? I am hanging in there. How are you feeling about yesterday's loss and the team's outlook moving forward? Um, okay, so the only thing I have a problem with mm-hmm. are the two throws, two throws that Mike White threw. Okay. One of them was to Wilson. It was like a deep the route bomb on the right hand side that he had to like die for that he barely missed. Yep. And then there was another one that he threw it to the tight end to the end zone and he barely missed that one too. Those were the only two throws that I felt like could have really. I mean, could have really threw it, threw it over, like put put us over the uh, mm-hmm. what we needed to win that game. But I, I do want to say that I blame mm-hmm. Berrios. Mm-hmm. I think that Zach Wilson's guy. This is not Mike's white Mike White's guy. Mm-hmm. I also think that Elijah Moore should be playing more of that role. What uh, Braxton Berrios is doing, mm-hmm. and and keep Braxton Braxton Berrios as the special teams guy and then if Wilson comes back mm-hmm. next year then you can work something out with him with that but I want to get your opinion on something okay um what would you think if the Jets once they hit the red zone right mm-hmm. what if they implemented a straveler package instead of like you know because Mike White's having trouble moving it seems mm-hmm. like it well you know I think like, if we see more struggles in the red zone, if that continues to be a trend um, after this game, you know, maybe they consider some type of, of role like that. They had Garrett Wilson throw a pass from the, uh, you know, the mm-hmm. end around or whatever. I would love to see it. I thought they were going to do that with Strevler <laughs> in the first Patriot game with Zach Wilson. I was like, oh, this is great. The running quarterback. Like, let's throw a wrinkle. Like, that's a wrinkle that you won't see many uh, offenses do. Like, they tried to do it in Philly with Chip Kelly at one point. I wouldn't mind seeing it. Um, I don't think the Jets will do that. I would be very surprised if they did, because now you're talking about, like, okay, Flacco's the backup. Now we're we're having an additional quarterback like Strebler active on the roster. I don't think they want to have more than two guys active on game day so they can have other positions uh, 
open as well. I, mean, I, understand, I understand what you're saying, but this is chess, right? Like, sure. if the dude's having struggling, if he's struggling in the red zone like that, mm-hmm. um, and they're just they're just putting more in the uh, in the box, they're dropping or or his zone, whatever they're doing, and he's mm-hmm. just not. I'm not saying he's not seeing it because he's definitely seeing it better than Wilson. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, um, it's it's night but, and day different. Like you can even hear White talk after games and just say like oh yeah i went from this progression to this guy and i went all the way through and it could be stuff that he saw pre-snap is like okay i can't go that way i'm seeing this over here but he processed like everything in like two seconds and then got made his decision i like that yeah absolutely absolutely but uh to leave it on this note i i Mm -hmm. still think the jets can win nine or ten games and make the playoffs i think mike white can even win us a game or two I mean, mm-hmm. it's, I think it's possible. Mm-hmm. I think that everybody needs to stop crying about a guy who's like, come on, man. Um, Barrios catches that pass. Mm-hmm. You, you, it's like a whole different conversation at the end of the day. Like, we're not even having this conversation. We're, we're, oh, yeah, because now we're talking about Mike White leading forward. us back from a comeback. We're riding this huge wave. We had the huge game against the Bears. Mike White's our franchise quarterback. I completely get it. I see, I see where you're coming from, brother. I get it. That's okay. It's okay. We'll get it figured out. The Strebler thing's interesting. I would like to see something like that. I feel like that's super creative, but I think there's a reason why they don't run two quarterback offenses. I don't know. I want Mike White to feel comfortable. As far as him being like not Barrios' guy, I don't agree with that. I think he just didn't get as many reps with the ones. Um, if he had gotten maybe the... F- you know, the first team reps instead of Flacco earlier in the season, maybe that would be paying a little bit more dividends now, but it feels like he's got a relatively good report with, um, with the number one receivers. I understand blaming Barrios because he was the one that made the drop in the end zone, but look, Mike White's pass wasn't a hundred percent great. Barrios should have caught it. I couldn't tell from the other angles if there was any sort of, uh, you know, if it was tipped at all just in front of them and maybe it, it changed positions just a little bit but man that was think about how different this conversation would be we'd be talking about the jets winning last second against the second seed in the nfc the jets would have leapfrogged into you know almost first place in the division joe s says it was not tipped all right so it wasn't tipped i don't know all from Hey, what's good, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. Hi, how you doing? I'm hanging in there. How are you feeling about yesterday's game? Uh, to be honest, man, it was it was a roller coaster, you know. And uh, the defense didn't show up. Uh, I guess the first quarter, the second quarter, uh, mm-hmm. they were they were like, you know, not there exactly what is to the standard. They've been mm-hmm. playing very very good this year. So yesterday was a little blunder, but um, besides that, man, like I, I think we did a pretty good job. Mike White is definitely proving that he can be the quarterback mm-hmm. to carry us to the playoff. And if we make it to the playoff, obviously. Um, sure. I feel I like it would be, at, at this point, we're, we've got five games left. We have seven wins. We have to get to 10. You can't go, if we go nine and eight at this point, I'd be really pissed off. Hmm. You're right. You're right. And and it's like you said that we, we raised our expectation because uh, we we didn't think. I mean, I, me personally, mm-hmm. I, I thought that we will probably get like probably seven or eight games this year to be realistic. 
True. You know, because yeah. I saw the progress from last year carry on, and then all the draft picks, all the people that we added, uh, you know, uh, from the from the free agency and stuff like that. I felt like we had a good team together mm-hmm. to, to make a push. It's just, you know, it, 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 we needed to see it to come to fruition, to see the mm-hmm. whole the whole package together, you know, and and it has so far. I mean, I'm surprised, but at the end of the day, like we have to be more patient with Mike White. I think that that Cincinnati game last year was mm-hmm. a great game. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about a guy that's sitting down in the bench. He's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously he practiced. He has time with the team and stuff like that. But this guy is sitting down, and all of a sudden you, you jump it, jump it in, go ahead mm-hmm. and do your thing. And this guy, you know, did a great job. I just think that, like, you know, he's a professional. He knows how to play mm-hmm. the football. He knows how to command the huddle. He knows how to talk to the guys. Everybody's following him. And people need to be patient. I mean, this guy needs more time to get in the rhythm uh, mm-hmm. with the receivers to to create that chemistry that is lacking right now. Without that, we don't have a football player. And everybody's mm-hmm. just in the media putting all the pressures, like, putting pressure. I, Matt, Matt Lafleur, you know, he didn't do nothing wrong yesterday. If you really mm-hmm. think about it, um, you know, the, the whole game, you know, went away by the second quarter because we we down 23 and then we down 26. So mm-hmm. the defense didn't come up and did their job, uh, you know, to an extent, to, to their to their capabilities, if I if I would say, mm-hmm. and um, and you know it was just hard, like you know, like he, when you have to catch up, play catch up. Of course, you're gonna throw the ball a lot, and then they sure. were doing a good job stopping the run. We mm-hmm. didn't have a lot of stuff going on in the first uh, first and second quarter, and mm-hmm. in the third quarter we got in the rhythm. So that we just gotta be patient. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. I think there there has to be a little bit of patience. I think Mike White being a fifth round pick that was brought in from another team is going to get less leash than the number two overall pick. Like, we're not going to give Mike White 20 games to prove he's the quarterback because he would have been drafted higher if um, he had that potential ability. But I agree. I think we do have to see a few more games from Mike White. I think last year's Bengal game and even the first quarter of the Indianapolis game, the following game after that, he played well, and I think he, he deserves another start. And, you know, we just evaluate it week by week. I know Salah was asked yeah, the question, yeah. oh, are you, uh, you know, have you decided who your quarterback is going to be long term? And they're like, let's take it one week at a time, boys. Brother, thank you so much for the call. You're You've been ejected here. from the cockpit. Call from Zach. Zach, what's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. Hi, Ryan. How uh, sorry, I'm watching your thing live right now. We put it on pause, but I think my main <laughs> thing is what's been said before with Mike LaFleur. I think he does deserve a good amount of the blame. It's just that, mm-hmm. I mean, yes, he drove them down the field, but the fact that we can't get in the red zone, mm-hmm. uh, like one for six is just like unacceptable for any coordinator, mm-hmm. in my opinion. That's like, I understand like the players need to execute too, but like we mm-hmm. also have to, you know, keep it simple. And sure. like, I mean, I know someone talked about like, just like doing a bunch of like QB snakes, but like some of the play calling in the red zone specifically was just like kind of head scratching to me. The third and one fade really, really irked me. That was the play, I think, of all of them that just felt like it never had a shot. (laughs) Like you just, you lob it up hoping Zach or hoping Garrett Wilson's in that area. I just, I really love seeing the rollout and you have the two, you have the tight end run towards the pylon. You have, you know, the other tight end on the other side or a wide receiver run towards the back part of the end zone. And then you have the option to run it or throw it or throw it out of the back of the end zone. Like that, that feels like a play that should be in every, you know, goal to go situation. But, I mean, overall, we were in position to win this game. There were there was, like, literally a game of inches. There was just little things that happened that really kind of changed the course of this game. 
And I, I would say I was more irritated with LaFleur yesterday than I am, I think, today. But I do think – I would say he and Berrios share the, the biggest part of the blame, but for, for kind of different reasons. Um, I don't know. What do you think about next year? Do you think White's the quarterback next year? What do you want to do? Um, if I'm being honest, and I know everyone in the probably in the chat is going to disagree with me, I like White, but I don't, I don't, I'm not sold yet that he's like the franchise guy. I think mm. he deserves to compete for the starting spot, but like, just like after what I've seen, I haven't seen him like where I can confidently say like, mm-hmm. yeah, he should be the starter next year. I just haven't seen it yet. That's just me. Like, yeah, no, I, I think well, I'm, another guy. I'm right there with you. I mean, I'm not even sure I'm resigning him right now. Like, I like Mike White, oh, interesting. but it depends what he wants. Like, if he wants, say. You know, if he's going to take something in the ten or twelve million dollar a year range for a year until we figure out what he might have after next year, I'm I'm all right with that. I'm cool with giving him a raise, but I don't want to pay him like twenty five million dollars just to like, oh man, we need to hold on to him because he might leave. Like I think there's enough options for the Jets with this team that you don't have to necessarily overpay for a quarterback. I just hope he wants to come back here, wants to play with these players. I hope the Jets show interest, but again, I don't think I want him to be the uh, only guy. Like, I don't want a competition between just him and just Zach. I would like to see them in a competition with, like, someone like a Gardner Minshew or another quarterback uh, that could push them as well. No, totally agree. I'm passionate agree. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Love it, dude. Thank you so much for the call. You've been ejected from the cockpit. Who we got? Call from. Oh, he hung up on me. All right. See how it is. Just don't want to talk to me. Yeah, jerk. Uh, guys, in our live poll, we have 270 people who have voted. Which team is least likely to miss the playoffs? Right now, the overwhelming favorite is the Patriots. So you're saying the Patriots are most likely to make the playoffs, which is probably a weird way for me to have worded this question. So I'm going to end that right there. Uh, and then maybe we'll come up with another poll question. Give me, uh, give me some ideas for a poll question you guys want to see me throw up there. Hey, what's good, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. How you doing? I'm hanging in there. Can you talk up just a little bit? I'm having a little bit of trouble hearing you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. How you doing tonight? Yeah, man. How you doing, man? I had to pause your live, man. I'm a big fan, man. Oh, dude, I appreciate that. Where are you calling from? Uh... I actually, I stay in Greensboro, but I was born in Queens. Nice. Been Jets fan all my life. Very cool, very cool. How'd you feel about yesterday's uh, loss, and what do you think about the outlook moving forward? I'm real frustrated with Mike LaFleur. I feel like Mike LaFleur, I, I, I feel like he get he get a little ahead of himself sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. with all the little trickery. But I, I, I feel like people is, people is like, I, I don't feel like people is giving Mike White his his uh his flowers like, mm-hmm. like he should get because if Zach Wilson was playing the way that Mike White is playing, I feel like everybody would be praising him like, oh, we found our franchise quarterback. But being that Mike White is a late round pick, mm-hmm. I don't feel like people are, you know, giving him his flowers. Like he made big throw after big throw yesterday, brought us back all the way back in the game. So. You know, I don't, I don't know, man. But I'm a Mike White fan. I feel like Mike White, he got, mm. he got a lot of potential. 
Yeah, I think he definitely does. I think you look at the accuracy that he's shown in the games that he's started and the the ability to scan a whole field I think is important. And I think he has the respect of his teammates as well. I think that's a huge part of being a quarterback. Um, I just, I don't know. There's, there's part of it scares me. Like, like what are the chances that a fifth round guy works out? Like it's like, it doesn't have to be Tom Brady esque, but like if it could be, you know, I mean, Russell Wilson was what a third round pick. Kaepernick was a fourth round pick. If you could have the success in the, the, the microcosm that is, you know, the tiny amount of time Kaepernick played, if you could have that type of success over the course of, like, an entire career, I would take that type of success. I don't need Tom Brady level. I don't know. Yeah, that's all I was about to say. I don't think he's Tom Brady, but I think I think he does have potential to be a franchise quarterback. Who, who, who? How many quarterbacks you've seen come in and start their first five games and throw for 300, or oh, well over 300, what, two or three times? Yeah, he's got five starts and has three 300-yard games. Like, that's impressive that's no matter how you slice it. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, I think, I don't know, I think it should take a closer look. I definitely think we should sit Zach. I'm not fully done with Zach, ready to count him out yet, but mm-hmm. I think he should sit. And let's just see how Mike White pan out. Yeah, I agree. We got five more games to take a look at it. Real quick before I eject you, you think Zach Wilson starts another game this year for the Jets? No, sir. No, sir. Not this year. I'm right there with you, brother. Thank you so much for the call. You've been ejected from the cockpit. Yeah, I just threw that poll question up in the chat. Will Zach start another game this year? Head over to the chat. Vote for that. From Richard in the Great. Richard, what's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey, what's up, man? Good to be back on. <laughs> I'm so, glad um, to be here. I want to hear your thoughts on yesterday's game and what you think the future looks like for the Jets. Well, you know, I, there was so much good, so much bad at the same mm-hmm. time in a lot of ways. You know, you can't really be too mad about losing to a team like the Vikings, but just to lose without hitting the end zone, man. Like, you can. Mm-hmm. You can get to the red zone, no problem, but you can't get in it. You know, you can't you can't cross the plane. Come yeah, on. it's frustrating. Like we kept it that close, and we like failed as an offense. <laughs> like I, I guess that's maybe something to hang your hat on, or like, is it that like are the Vikings defense that good that like they held us to? I, I don't know if it's more on us or more on the Vikings stopping us. Like, what did you see it one way or the other? Um. I think I think the Vikings got kind of smoked in a lot of the uh, you know deeper yards after carry type of plays, like hitting Garrett Wilson those couple of times, making mm-hmm. you know a lot of yards after the fact. They they seem to struggle against that, but then the second it was like, you know, they can stack their box and just kind of hold us in there. Mm-hmm. You know, say what you want, good or bad, about Mike Lafleur's play calling. I mean, at the same mm-hmm. time, like, hot damn, they they definitely knew how to stop it then. Sure. Yeah, it's you so, watch like everything we did, and it was just they they were so stout as soon as we crossed the twenty, and it's just so frustrating because <laughs> I thought we were going to be able to like I thought that was like something we didn't have to worry about with Mike White like oh there's going to be someone open he'll make the easy throw we'll get a touchdown and it just never came. Yeah. So hey, I have a question for you. Let's say Mike White gets hurt or he doesn't do well against the Bills here. Mm-hmm. If you're you know, if if you're the coaching staff right now and you're looking at your quarterback controversy, is it going to be Mike White? Is it going to be Zach? 
would you want to put Zach in on one of the like more easier teams like Jacksonville or uh, Detroit? Maybe kind of get Zach his confidence back. Maybe make him you know fire a fire a fire under his ass so he mm-hmm. you know comes in and starts playing. Sure, I would say this. I think if White gets hurt then you see Flacco for the rest of that game because I don't think they'll have Zach active while White is starting. Uh, If White gets hurt, then the next game will be started by Zach Wilson. It won't be Joe Flacco. It won't be Strebler. Um, I do think – I said before that, you know, the Jets might lose versus the Vikings. If the Jets get thumped versus the Bills, then Zach Wilson starts versus the Lions. I think they will try to find a reason to bring Zach back. But if White continues to have these 300-yard games – and we lose, you know, last second or something like that, White will continue to play. I think. Yeah, see, I, I, I don't know, man, because, like, okay, we, we talked about how Zach had that one game where he threw 50-plus times and he got mm-hmm. 300 yards. Well, it didn't translate into points. Sure. You know? I mean, I, I, I'm not saying Mike White played badly. I'm just no, saying. No, but you're right. You know, it, it, it didn't. It didn't. Where, where it happened, it, didn't, it happened. Sure. It did not turn into points for the Jets yesterday. Um, where Zach Wilson, when he did throw for 300 yards, he did at least get, I think it was, what, 21 points? He had at least the two passing touchdowns at Conklin. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird to kind of think about it. I'm of the opinion that as long as Mike White is healthy, I don't think we see Zach the rest of this season. I would be surprised. I think he's playing well enough uh, where he would have to do something to get the ball back in Zach's hands, and I don't think that's going to happen unless he gets hurt. All right, well, hey, thanks for having me on. Hit me with the chicken, my man. Love it, dude. Thank you so much for calling in. You have been ejected from the cockpit, and I can't do it while I'm on this other screen, so hold tight because then I'll I'll make the chicken sound in just a second. It has to switch back. (laughs) I I didn't realize I didn't set that up for this. I have it switched to this screen for like 30 seconds, and we just so happen. Okay, here it is. (laughs) Boom! You're out of here! (laughs) You're ejected from the cockpit. Ugh. Love that. I gotta see if I can create. Uh, I guess I would need two chickens because it's two different scenes. I don't know. It's all interesting stuff. Who we got here? All from Eli. Yo, Eli. What's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey, man. I'll tell you what. Garrett Wilson is the real deal. Dude, he's he a guy. Is. I've been watching. <laughs> I mean, I've been watching the Jets. I'm not too long, but for quite a few years now, I mm-hmm. have never seen a player like offensively mm-hmm. like him. Like no receiver. Honestly, to me, he has impressed me more than even. Listen, Brees Hall was so good, but mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson has honestly impressed me more than he did. Well, that's what's so exciting, right? Like Brees Hall, as long as he doesn't have like the injury in his head with the ACL, like this offense is going to be incredible next year because of how good oh Garrett Wilson actually is and how good we know Brees Hall was prior to the injury. Like, the Jets are not going to risk having a bad quarterback in 2023. Like, I think they're going to make a serious move. I want to hear from you. Like, what, what, where do you think the Jets go for next year? That's really the issue. Because mm-hmm. I've done a lot of research, and there's really not many good quarterbacks available and the issue is because last year's draft was so terrible, no mm-hmm. one really got a franchise quarterback except for the Steelers. Mm-hmm. So all the teams, there's so many teams this year that need quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and there's like there's such a high demand and there's so little supply. It's mm-hmm. going to be really tough to get because I mean we have a championship caliber team 
Mm-hmm. You want a championship caliber, caliber quarterback to maximize your opportunity, right? Sure. So it's tough because free agents, first of all, I'm not a big Derek Carr guy. We'd have to okay. trade for him. He's a big contract. Not a huge fan of him to begin with. Free okay. agency-wise, don't really want Jimmy G. Okay. I feel like he's going to cost a little bit of money, and yep. he can't stay on the field. Like we just saw yesterday. He, he's, I mean, I like the dude, but he's just so injury-prone. I can't, yeah, I can't bank our season on that. And yeah, now that's fair. You have, and Lamar, Lamar is not getting traded. Okay, mm-hmm. as much as we want it, Lamar's getting traded. Aaron Rodgers can't get traded with his contract. Um, so the other quarterbacks you have in free agency, then you have like Tom Brady, who mm-hmm. is he gonna? Is he? He looks washed. Come? I'm not gonna. Like, I think yeah. he will. I think the Jets are absolutely on his short list of teams he would play for. I think it's us, the 49ers, and possibly the Raiders if things go sideways because of McDaniel's. I, I don't think the Niners. I don't think the Niners are going to go after Brady. That's the thing. I think they're either going to get Lance. They're going to go with Lance or keep Jimmy G. But the issue. Is I agree, he, but so Jimmy G can't get franchise. So Jimmy G would have to want to stay there. I don't think they roll into the season with just Lance. Like I could see them. I, I do think they want Lance to be the guy. So I think they're I could I, see I, I think Jimmy G will resign there. Everyone loves him. There's no reason mm-hmm. for him not to. I mean, he knows the system. I don't think he could and then yeah. and then you have the low and then other uh, and then you, in France you have the low tier starters. Like Minshew, I'm kind of a fan of, but I just don't feel like he's the type of guy to win us a Super Bowl. Yeah, like, like are like we gonna Minshew? hinge our entire Super Bowl caliber, you know, team right now on the, the arm of Gardner Minshew? That's what I can't wrap my head around. Like, a battle between Minshew and White, like, I could kind of get behind that because I feel confident enough in White that we can win games with him. And if he can beat Minshew, then that's gravy. If not, then that means Minshew's playing better than what I think White could do for us. Um, But the thing is, White's not under contract. And then, like, Minshew, we'd have to sign. So, like, I I don't know. I I don't know where we go. He'll come back. I hope so. I would be surprised if he didn't. I don't know how much he's going to ask for, but I hope it's like a reasonable contract where the Jets say like, hey, we're going to give you a base of, let's call it $10 million next year. We're trying to win a Super Bowl. If you play to, you know, X level, whatever it is, you're going to get paid $30 million. Like that, like you're going to get paid like a starting caliber quarterback if you play for that. But like, give us, I, I, I do not the, think Mike White is going to get that much money. I don't I mean, think so. I, no, I no, no. Him, he's not going to get 30, I but I think he can get 10. But I think, like, in order for him to take 10, 10, like, I think he can get more than 10 from us because of the position we're in. Um, Maybe giving him something with incentives if he plays to that level. Yeah. I like incentive We could go forward with him. We could go forward with him. But I think if you go forward with Mike White, an option that I like, it would be to draft a quarterback behind him, like, in the second round. Like, I love Anthony Richardson. I think We've talked about this, haven't we? He just declared today. Yeah, I know, and that that's great. And I feel like he's gonna go in the in like the second round. There's something perfect mm. for us, and he's the type of guy that I feel like could sit. And like he just reminds me so much of like Josh Allen coming out. Like there's literally yeah. no physical trait that he doesn't have that these top quarterbacks have. He has his arm is just as strong as Allen and Mahomes. He's mm. just as fast as Lamar. He could like he he makes me drool as a he's, prospect. He's he's like, an athletic like bottle like like mold of clay like he's a he's a lump of clay that you can just mold into whatever you want hopefully and i agree he's not someone that would start right away i i don't know if a second round pick is the um like where i want to pull the trigger third round if he's there in the third round i'm okay with it third fourth round for a quarterback with upside if they pull the trigger on a second round player that means they're missing out on either a safety or a center 
or a linebacker because I think we're going to spend one of our we're going to spend our first round pick on one of those positions and to use the second one on a quarterback like I don't want to wait for a quarterback to develop you know to be like the guy that much what was that I don't think we need any of those positions that much to be honest center but Quincy Quincy and Quan are both not under contract for next year CJ Mosley's got a 21 million dollar cap hit I do think he's going to restructure I think he does wind up staying with the Jets um safety wise there's no way joiner's back next year i like joiner but like you have to try and find an upgrade for him whitehead's under contract for another two years um i feel like linebacker is kind of the big one because of the uncertainty i would love to bring back quincy i would love to bring back Quan. like if we can duplicate what our linebacker core is this year for next year with the addition of like a draft pick that's the best case scenario for me i just don't know how you do it with the money we have but what's more important to you, though, a linebacker or safety in the second round or your possible franchise quarterback with all the intangibles? So you also have to weigh those decisions. How often does a second – is there a guy That's fair. of that caliber athleticism in the second? That's fair. I, I think you, you weigh it first like, okay, if we have enough talent on this team to win a Super Bowl that I would have been okay trading away picks because that's what I've said. I've said I'm, I'm good with trading some picks for proven players. So if I'm okay with giving away those picks, why wouldn't I be okay with taking a quarterback and waste wasting it for like the Super Bowl year and letting it just kind of sit and percolate? Okay, fair. You know what? You've talked me into like being all right with quarterback in the second round. It's not ideally what I'd like to do, but I'm not I'm not yeah. against it. Eli, in, in I love action. you, dude. Intriguing conversation. You're out of here. Who we got? from michael kimmon michael oh he hung up what the hell <laughs> who we got who we got call from john john what's up dude welcome to the cockpit what's going on dude i'm hanging in there how you feeling about yesterday's uh loss and the long-term outlook for the new york jets well obviously not feeling great but I will say this, though. I don't know if – I haven't listened to everything, uh, all your content this week mm-hmm. yet. Um, have you talked about that overthrow to Garrett Wilson on the sideline that just missed? He's going to the house there. Um, if, he goes to the, if he goes to the house, we're talking about any of this shit because we would have won the game most likely. Oh, 100%. So, you're, you're 100% right there. And that, that long pass – along the sidelines, the outstretched hands. If he hits him in stride, he's running 75, 80 yards for a touchdown. Now, do you oh, think he, Zach makes that throw? I think he can make that throw. Do I think he would? Probably not. Ah, see, so I think Mike White can make that throw too, but he didn't make it. I don't I don't know, dude. Yeah, but know. come on, dude. He was, it was there. He just, it, that was like a, I don't know. He, he probably hits that. If you, if you give him another one of those, he probably hits it. Yeah, no, I completely agree. We were talking about this being a game of inches and the, the like, you know, the Garrett Wilson slightly toe tap out of bounds on that like long yeah. reception, the shoelace grab of Corey Davis, the the outstretched arms of Garrett Wilson with Zach, uh, Mike White just missing him, the Braxton Berrios drop in the end zone, like all those little things add up. And if any one of those go a different direction, the Jets probably win that game. Oh, for sure. I mean, I practically turned the game off after uh, halftime, pretty much. And I was like, oh, this is going to be bad. 
And then, you know, I'm watching Red Zone, and I'm like, oh, shit, they're coming back. So I turned it back on, obviously. And uh, I honestly, I couldn't believe it. I, I Previous Jet teams, this, that game is over by halftime. Over. I, I completely agree. That's something that we, like, as, as much as they say there's no moral victories and everything, like, I do feel that way. I feel like the Jets played well enough where, like, in other years, this is a game the Jets get the doors kicked in. It's like 41 to, like, 10. Like, that's what you'd be expecting. Right. And, you know, this is a 10-win team we just faced. It's not, they're not slouches. It's not like we did this against, like, the fucking the Jaguars or something. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, if there's, if there's a game to lose last second, the number two seed in the NFC is not the worst team to lose to. Right. I mean, it kind of sucks just because we're getting down to the, the point where we can't really afford to lose that many more games. Mm-hmm. And, you know, next week's going to be a daunt. I mean, beating the Bills twice in a season is going to be damn near impossible. Yeah, that uh, that's what I think scares me. Like, I think the Jets have the talent to do it. But, like, do we really think we're going to sweep the Bills? Like, that's what I keep coming back to. Like, we got them last time. Like, I don't know if we're going to get them that second time. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, John. Great, John, you going to be on COD later? Uh, yeah, well, maybe a little <laughs> for a little bit at least. You better be. All right, dude. You've been ejected. <laughs> You're out of here, John. We'll be dropping into the war zone. Who we got? Ah, oh, you hung up on me. What the hell? Way to go. Way to go. Took me a second to realize who that was on the last call. Known John quite a while. All from James. James, what's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey, Ryan. Hey, I was thinking about this. Why can't they put a package in? Let me shut this stupid TV off. <laughs> yeah, you, you want to get the feedback loop. <laughs> when they're in the, you know, within the ten yard line. I'm sorry, I missed the name that you said. If have a package with who? Zach. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, yesterday he was he was inactive. They kept it as as white and Flacco, but um, that we were kind of talking about that before. It's like, man, I'd almost want to see the mobile quarterback in there in the red zone because it creates that extra threat. Um, I just I I don't know how you do it and still have like a, a competent team. Like I feel like when you start putting in two quarterbacks. You start sending all sorts of mixed signals. No, I understand that. I don't think Zach is done. I, I, mm-hmm. I really think, though, he does need to sit for a while and just try and work on his foot, his footwork fundamentals. Do you think he and plays another game this year for us? No, I wouldn't play. Unless Mike White gets hurt, I wouldn't mm-hmm. put him in this year because I think it's going to take time. I think he needs to go back to his – uh, the quarterback coach and really relearn his fundamentals. Aaron Rodgers sat for four years. They, I mean, let him sit for the final seven weeks. Mm-hmm. Let him really, you really need it to get into his head that he's near to failing. Sure. And maybe that will motivate him to basically go back to the beginning. He's got to get the fundamental stuff down. I don't know mm-hmm. if you saw it, but, uh, uh, the old Ram quarterback did a uh, oh Kurt down. Warner, yeah, yeah, of the really bad game that the second game Zach had, and it was incredible to watch because mm-hmm. he's showing you this one play where 
you can clearly see he's like, this cornerback has his back to that player. That's where the ball should go. Mm -hmm. As soon as you see that, you should know. This is where you go with the ball. Instead, he went to the other side, and he wound up throwing an interception, Mm -hmm. trying to force the ball in. There's just things he's missing Mm -hmm. that, you know, if he gets his, his fundamentals down, if he... He's got so much talent. And so I, I want to hear, like what, what's your wife. plan for next year then? Like, do you want to see Zach be the starter next year? Or are you trying to bring someone in? Are you trying to bring Mike White back? Like, what, what's your plan for next year? I, I need to see how Mike White finishes this year. He looks like he mm-hmm. can be, you know, the thing is this. Do you think Mike White can beat a guy like Mahomes in the playoffs? Or Josh Allen. Sure, yeah. I, I feel I like everyone can agree there might be some physical limitations there, for sure. Um, let's say Mike White continues. Let's say he has, over the next five games, he has two more 300-yard games. He has a few mid-200-yard games. And the Jets get into the playoffs. Um, let's say he loses the playoff game at that point. Because I feel like if he wins one, you, you can't not bring him back. But let's say he loses the playoff game. What's your... What's your outlook for next year? Based on what you're saying, I'm seeing a quarterback that's just good enough to get you to the playoffs, but mm. not good enough to win a Super Bowl. Exactly. So what to- do you do? Like that like that's the biggest part. Like do you go just go for the home run ball and say, Hey, throw everything at Lamar <laughs> and try to get him? Or like I don't well, know. I like No. You're never gonna win with Lamar. I don't think you can win with him. Mm-hmm. They need a quarterback. Lamar mm-hmm. is a running quarterback, and I don't think you win with running quarterbacks. And I, I do agree. I, I think Lamar scares me enough where you won't have the draft picks, which I'm I'm okay trading draft picks because of the way Joe Douglas finds talent uh, through undrafted free agents, waiver wire trade, that sort of thing. Um, but it's the money and handicapping yourself, and like just in case he does get hurt, like I don't think he's leaving Baltimore anyway. I think Baltimore is going to franchise tag him at least two years. Um, if they don't wind up signing him long term, yeah. but I I would trust in Joe Douglas to find mm-hmm. us another quarterback. If it, if it ain't Zach, if he can never get it right, mm-hmm. then I trusted him that he'll find one. Uh, probably not the first round. I mean, there are other guys that came in as third, fourth round picks who are mm-hmm. legit quarterbacks, like the kid on the Cowboys and Russell Wilson when he was at Seattle. Sure. Don't know what the hell's going on with him now? But. I love it, brother. You've been ejected from the cockpit, saying a lot of good things. I would say if I had to rank quarterbacks that I'd want, at one point it was definitely, it might still be that, Jimmy G, Carr, Minshew would be like my three, um, where Minshew could kind of slide around that list a little bit more, depending on what happens with Mike White. From Max. I would say Lamar is probably fourth on my list. Press one. Hey, what's up, Max? Welcome to the cockpit. Yo, Ryan. What's up, man? I'm hanging in there. How you feeling, and what do you think about yesterday's loss and the long-term outlook for the New York Jets? I, I like Mike. You know, I uh, he looks like an NFL quarterback. You know what's funny? I watch. Who, who's that? Who's, who, who was leading the 49ers? Some Jimmy seventh G? Seventh round pick. Oh, no, Kaepernick? No, Jimmy G got injured. Whatever his name was. Oh, right. you're talking about uh, Purdy, like the actual guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brock Purdy. Yeah. So you watch him play, and all I can think about is, how does this guy look better than our number two overall pick? No. 
it's it's that offense, right? Like it feels like every offense that goes into the, or every quarterback that goes into the Shanahan system, whether it be with Shanahan or with Lafleur, like we've seen Josh Johnson, Mike White, Joe Flacco. Uh, I know, you know, Pickett, Ritter, like I've said this over and over. We've seen a bunch of quarterbacks have success with the system. And for Zach Wilson not to have any is enormously concerning. I, I, you know, I love watching uh, my my two guys, right? Rich Mm -hmm. Eisen and 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 crazy Uncle Joe on Monday. (laughs) I I love Rich Eisen. Rich Eisen is my favorite Jet fan, I think. Oh, yeah, dude, he's the best. You know, and, and you know, I'm I'm totally on the crazy Uncle Joe train. Just run Mike White out there for the rest of the year. He yeah. looks like a fucking quarterback. You he know? does. Like he I was, completely he was, agree. He was missing. He was missing. he was a little off, but the, a little off is what Zach looks like on a good day. Like that. Like those those bad passes we saw from White, where we're like criticizing where they actually hit. Was Zach on a good day? Like that's what's crazy to me. And I think you're 100 percent right. I think you have to go with White the rest of the year at this point. I mean, unless the wheels really come off, the rest of the team believes in him. Yeah, this Buffalo game should be, you know, this will be a real test because Buffalo's got it. You know, they got a good defense. They're mm-hmm. going to pressure the shit out of him. But I, you know, White has looked pretty good under pressure. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's I'm poised. He's poised. I mean, he, I love. I we we talk about Zach's legs and his escapability, but I think the poise that Mike White has. And the yeah. the little shifting, the sliding around the pocket. We watched Brady do it for years, and Manning God, do it. Yeah. And you just you watch them make an an ever so slight movement forward. The the edge rusher goes whipping behind him, or they slide yeah. a little bit to avoid the arm swipe. Like it's just it's impressive. And Mike White has that, which is cool. Even if he doesn't there, have the wheels, there are guys like I I, I trained as a classical musician for for mm-hmm. years, and it's the same thing with performing. It's like some people just have that ice in their veins you know they're like mm. mike is not he doesn't look at the rush mm. he just he just understands and he, it doesn't get i guess what is it doesn't get too fast right he's just calm yeah it's so, i feel I like the it. feet, he doesn't get the happy go. feet he'll stand in there he'll take the hit i feel like he trusts his receivers more or maybe he just knows what nfl open no is doubt. compared to like Zach, like for me, when I look at Zach, I see he doesn't know NFL open. Like Denzel Mims running into the end zone. He's about to beat the linebacker. Like the ball's got to be out. Zach not seeing it. Yeah. All right, man. Good to talk to you. Good stuff, dude. Thank you so much for the call. You've been ejected. Oh, no, I can't eject you because I'm on the other screen now. (laughs) Oh, see, I got to figure out how to make that work. That's all right. Maybe I need a manual chicken on this side. Actually, can I do it? I think I can do it. Does this do that? Ah, <laughs> chicken. Ah, uh, that's always good. Who we got? From Frank Atlanta. Hey, what's good, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. What's going on, Ryan? Dude, I'm hanging in there. I'm trying to stay positive but trying to figure out what we should be doing for next year quarterback-wise. What are your thoughts on yesterday's loss, Mike White, and the future of the quarterback position for the New York Jets? Okay, so check this out. I feel good about Mike White. I like him. But us as Jets fans, we haven't had a quarterback in so long. So we get uh okay NFL starting quarterback, and, you know, it's crazy. Just imagine if we had an excellent quarterback or someone halfway decent. Mm-hmm in the red zone six mm-hmm. times. We can at least convert three of them. 
Yeah. Average NFL quarterback will convert three of those uh, six red zones. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we would win a lot of games if we just had a, a decent quarterback. Well, I think that's kind of what uh, the last two weeks have shown the rest of the NFL. Like, if there is a quarterback out there that wants to be traded and is just, like, you know, mad about their situation or is looking for, like, you know, a Super Bowl-caliber roster around him, it's the New York Jets. Like, we are able to win with Mike White. And Mike White's not doing anything crazy. He's making the right reads. I like Mike White. He's not a bad quarterback. No, agreed. Not an upper echelon quarterback. Not a middle, you know. No, I mean, who knows? Maybe he can get to there at some point. But right now, like, you're looking at a roster that can win with bare-bones quarterback play. Right. And us as Jet fans, you know, we're rooting for Mike White. Don't get me wrong because he's our quarterback, but he's not like a really good quarterback in the NFL. By no means, but we've had pathetic quarterback plays for so long. Yeah. For years. So Um, what's your move for next next year, then? Next year going into... Oh, I'm looking at Derek Carr. I like Jimmy G as well, depending mm-hmm. on what his ankle injury is. Yeah. Uh, I like Derek Carr. Uh, and that's probably about it. I like yeah, Derek, Derek Carr is well. an interesting one because he has a no-trade clause, and I really think he likes playing with Devontae Adams. I don't think he's going to waive it for us. I would be surprised. I think Jimmy G has a realistic shot of happening because of the the connection, but I think the 49ers are going to want to bring him back. I think he'll he might want to play with the 49ers unless he thinks he can just get more money from the Jets and play in the same offense anyway cuz it's basically 49ers East in New York. I'm not huge on Lamar. He's going to yep. break the bank and how mm-hmm. long will he stay healthy and what yep. kind of backup will you really be able to have behind him with paying him so much money? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't want another Ricky quarterback. I don't want to go through the Ricky Woes because we have a team that's kind of built mm-hmm. to win. Now, even though they're a young team, but it's kind of built to win. Right Dude, now. you are in the same mindset as myself. <laughs> I don't want a rookie. Like, I'm cool. I would like to draft a rookie and let them sit behind whoever we bring in as our starter next year. Right. I- I'm good with that. I- I'm-, I'm-, I'm good with that. But I, I just wanna I just wanna prove the NFL that man, it would be it would be awesome if we could get somebody like Kirk Cousins or whatever. That'd be heaven. <laughs> yeah, right. Like that that imagine how different this team would look if you still had Kirk Cousins under center for the New or if you had him at all under center for the New York Jets. Because now all of a sudden right. you have, you know, three other second round picks. I mean, you probably don't have Sauce Gardner, you probably don't have Garrett Wilson. Like it, it would be a slightly different team, but Having Kirk Cousins level quarterback play is is what we're hoping Mike White can provide us. I think that's that's what I'm hoping for. You know, we'll see how he play out these. Brother, thank you so much for the guy you've been ejected from the cockpit. Who we got? Carson. Carson, what's up, dude? Welcome back to the cockpit. What's what's going on, Ryan? Dude, I'm hanging in there. Talk to me. What did you feel about yesterday's game? What do you think about the Jets' outlook looking forward? All right, so three things. Um, the last caller talked about Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo. First off, that's not going to happen, with all due mm-hmm. respect, just due to the fact that we know how Joe Douglas operates, mm-hmm. and he's a bargain bin guy. He's not going to put $35 million on a quarterback. I'm sorry, he just won't do mm-hmm. it. From what we've seen from him, mm-hmm. he's not going to do it unless he's worth it. If, if, if we're getting... If we're getting Lamar Jackson for $35 million, sure, I think sure. he'd do it. But not for Jimmy Garoppolo or Derek Carr. I'm sorry. So do you I, think Garoppolo is still going to command that much money even with the injury that he suffered? 
Like, I, I feel like the, Jimmy with Garoppolo the with the injury might be that, not a bargain bin, but like a high floor bargain with not so much of the price that you may have a, a desperate A desperate team will pay $35 million. Yes. A desperate team will pay mm-hmm. $35 million for Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think we're desperate. I really mm-hmm. don't. No, I don't think we are either. I think we can. I feel like we don't have to be desperate. I just think we need to have some options, which which is where I'm a little concerned. If Carr's not an option, if if Lamar's not an option, like, do we think Minshew is enough of an option to like Ryan, not have please, to feel pressured Ryan, to Ryan, go after Jimmy Ryan. G? Let 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 Ryan Gardner Minshew stop. Come on now. Well, well, Gardner, okay. Who what, what quarterback are you looking at for next year? Is it Mike White? Why, is that I, like it? Can I can I be honest? Can I can I be honest? Yeah. We are. Why can't Mike White be it? I'm oh no, he absolutely can. But I'm just saying, are you are you hinging prime Brees Hall, prime defense, everything? You're hinging our whole Super Bowl caliber roster on the arm of Mike White next year. Well, from so okay, so let's talk about Mike White for a second. Sure. <clears throat> We've seen Mike White in five series, well, five five games for the Jets. I believe three career starts, if I'm not mistaken. Three. It's it's five three starts, six games. Started six? No, started five, came in for six. He came in halfway through the Patriot game last year. Okay, okay. So we saw last week against Chicago, which I believe I can shred up the Chicago defense. It's they're pathetic. Okay. Um, Mike White uh, on uh, yesterday. Yes, the Vikings have the worst pass defense in the NFL, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Right, and I see a lot of Jets fans commenting on the fact that you know this is Mike Lafleur's problem and not Mike White's problem. Mike White played a great game. Mm-hmm. Mike Lafleur was calling the plays. I mean, he, he. I mean, Mike White made some quality, top-notch NFL-level throws. Fourth down and ten on a, on a, on a, a ten and out to Corey Davis to keep the game in, in in check. You're talking about the um the Garrett Wilson uh, slant down the sideline for what 15, 20 yards. I mm-hmm. mean, you're talking about a, you're talking about a guy who makes the right read. He won't throw a ball that's poorly thrown like Zach. I think Zach just chucks shit up to chuck shit up. Mm-hmm. Like, but I think Mike White plays within the offense, like I believe Robert Sala has said before. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, about the, the dual threat ability of a quarterback, I'm more of the guy, more or less, to have a guy that could drop three five-step dropbacks mm-hmm. and, and swing a ball with accuracy. I'm not too big on the aspect of running the ball. Yeah, it's nice to have. Mm-hmm. I get it. but It would be a secondary trait for sure. I think the elite quarterbacks have mobility. Like I don't think Mike White, because of the – I would. I don't want to say lack of mobility, but because he doesn't have that athletic running style, I think he's capped at a certain height. But I think his floor okay. could be incredibly high. I do think that he can be a starting quarterback for us. I just with the roster we have, if we go into next year as us saying, okay, Mike White's going to be our only guy. Like I want Mike White plus some competition for him, and Zach Wilson's not competition for him in my mind. So I so I feel like that would be a. What was that? Are you not content with him? With Mike White. Yeah, like I would be. He's oh no, I, I I like what we have in Mike White. I just I love what we have in the rest of our team, and I don't want to hinge our entire season on the arm of Mike White. Like, I I very much want him to be able. Like, if he can beat someone like a Gardner Minshew, he a hundred percent deserves to be there. No problem, no questions asked. Um, if he beats someone like I, I feel like Jimmy Garoppolo, there's probably too much money invested in him for him to come in and compete. Um, you know, if Tannehill gets cut. If Tannehill came in and you had Tannehill and White, like I feel like White, at some point, you want your quarterback to beat a certain level of other quarterback. And I feel like Tannehill or Garoppolo, or maybe not Garoppolo, but Tannehill 
or uh, Gardner Minshew, someone like that he could beat. I have no problem with him being the guy. I just, and I think he can be the guy. I just don't want to go in and risk our entire season on him or Zach next year. You want competition? Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, Ryan. Have a good show, buddy. Love it, dude. Thank you so much for the calling. That's it. Get out of here. That was a good call. I didn't mean to come off as like not pro Mike White. I'm definitely pro Mike White. I'm just not pro only Mike White. Like I don't know if there's something he can show me the entirety of the season. Sneakers to boots. Maybe if he won player like playoff games. That's probably the trigger. Yo, what's good, sneakers to boots? How you doing tonight? What's up, Brian? How are you? I'm hanging in there. What do you think of yesterday's game? What do you think of the outlook for the Jets long term? Well, first, I just want to say I'm a, uh, fresh off a flight from Minnesota, so I got to watch that game live, and it was a hell. Ah, oh, um, dude, you almost saw an awesome comeback. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So everything, everything in the fourth quarter was coming right down at me. So that Gary Wilson play was right in front. Um, a little <sighs> unfortunate, but the way the team rallied through the rest of the fourth was pretty impressive. Something we haven't seen in a while. Oh yeah. What are your thoughts so would, on Mike White? What are my thoughts? I, I mean, Mike White's a baller, dude. He knows how to step into throws. He can read a defense, and he's confident mm-hmm. in his arm. I mean, he, he's not opening up his hips. He's not throwing balls in the dirt, balls in mm-hmm. the air, unlike someone else we know. Um, do you think he's the answer for next year, or do you think we should go after another quarterback? And if so, who do you think that would be? I got to agree with one of the callers before. I, I don't think, I mean, before Jimmy G got hurt, I was, I was eyeing him. Um, Derek Carr's mm-hmm. obviously a nice shiny toy, but I, I don't think that uh, Joe Douglas is going to break the bank. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's got other bigger fish to fry, more of a, like our defense, who are we going to resign with that? Um, yep. There's more of that stuff that we need to figure out. Um, if, if Mike White just shows that he can manage the game like he mm-hmm. has, uh, I think we, we continue to ride, ride his arm. Yeah, I, I think that is where we'll go. Like, I do have a hard time seeing, I don't think Joe would have a problem paying for a quarterback. If he thinks he'll get the production out of him. I think if white shows, he has enough 300 yard games or enough rhythm within the offense. I don't think he will go out to spend the big money on a car or a, uh, you know, a Jimmy Garoppolo, but I just, I have a hard time like looking at Mike white and looking at Joe Douglas and the team he's assembled and saying, okay, these are the two quarterbacks we're going to roll into next season with. Like, I feel like next year has to be a Super Bowl caliber season. I mean, maybe that is what we have with Mike White because maybe we win those two Patriot games with him at the helm instead of Zach. And then now all of a sudden you're looking at a team that's nine and three or or whatever we are uh, instead of seven and five. Yeah, no, I mean, we have to do we have to do something with the quarterback position um, because Zach needs some type of competition. I mean, if Mike White Mm -hmm. earns the job, that's all that we can ask for is him to take it. Um, and, and, and the locker room has fallen for him as of mm-hmm. right now, right? Like Gary Wilson's saying that he'll go to war with him. Everyone's sticking together. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Zach needs to be pushed. He was given everything when he got here. Um, I mean, we had the unfortunate pass with Greg Knapp. I think that kind of threw a big, real big wrench into the uh, to the plans. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I don't think that Joe Douglas is foolish enough mm-hmm. to continue with Zach um, knowing that he may not be the answer if we if we don't get competition, and then um, the biggest question I think we still have to answer, at least this coaching staff has to answer, is who is taking him to flight school right mm. now. So I mean, he's he's the scout quarterback. Who is who's going to be working with him with the extra time on his footwork, his arm mechanics, and everything? Mm. The film. I think room, you hope it's um, Calabrese, right? During the season, 
halfway through the season though when he's when they have other things that are going on when Mike White is still on his fifth start that was his fifth start so yeah like how many resources are they pouring into Mike White versus you know your number two overall pick maybe they're not helping Mike White and they're pouring all of it into Zach Wilson or you know vice versa and then that maybe that's not good either that's an interesting thought I, I hadn't considered that yeah because I mean the scout team they're not really going to be doing too much I mean aside from watching film and kind of going over the playbook and kind of the game plan. Um, so I, it's really a, a mechanic issue. I mm-hmm. really wonder if the, he goes back to BYU and goes, I forget the name of the coach that he was with. Um, John Beck. brought in last year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, so, I'm surprised the Jets didn't bring him him. back to try and work on that. Like that feels like it would have been the smart move, but I think it's something with the CBA or something with like, you know, you can't work with that coach in the off season if he coaches for you in season. But I don't know if there's like a cutoff point for that. Dude. Love the call. Thank you so much. You've been ejected. You're out of here. From the cockpit. Call from Vinny. Vinny, what's good, dude? Welcome back to the cockpit. I'm doing all right. How are you doing? I'm hanging in there. I'm feeling all right after yesterday's game. I'm a little sour because I feel like we should have had that game, but I feel good that we were in the game at very least. You know, here's the good thing. Mm. The two teams currently chasing us for a playoff berth, one is overrated and the other one is a fraud. So, Ooh, so which one's which? Chargers are overrated? Yep, and the Patriots are frauds. Mm, I like it. I'm just, dude, with the two losses that, that, to the Patriots, the I don't I remember, feel super confident. I remember, yeah, I remember I remember leading up to the week, game Thursday night. Everyone wanted, I saw so many people wanting the Patriots to win so we could play for the division. And I bet all of those guys are glad they were wrong. Yeah, well, hey, look, I'm glad I was wrong. I'm not going to lie. I wanted the division. I wanted the Patriots to win because I felt like the Jets were good enough to win the division. And I still feel that way. But now because of this loss and because of, like, other things that happened, now we got to start really thinking, like, all right, we got to start winning games. We probably have to win three of the next five to get into the playoffs, to have a shot. And 10-7 and seven with well, the tiebreakers may not do it. Well, here's the good thing. We already beat Buffalo, and look, we, we play good on the road. We don't lose back-to-back games, so that's good. Mm-hmm. And we get two games coming up against two teams that are at home, out of their element. Two mm-hmm. dome-slash-warm-weather teams that are going to be playing in late December, mm-hmm. in the cold, especially the Jaguars, because they're playing at night. Yeah, no, you're right. There's definitely, the, the weather aspect will come into play with those games. I'm hoping that is the home field advantage the Jets have. Now, of the the Bills, Seahawks, and Dolphins, are there games that you either fear or think the Jets should lose? Like, I feel like the division ones are the bigger Honestly, questions. I'm not, scared. I'm not scared of the Dolphins. After what the Niners' defense did to them, mm-hmm. let's be honest, that's the same thing that our defense did to them. We laid the... That's yeah. Totally- I think the, the un so, like, I think it's the it, it, unsure nature of what Tua is versus our defense. Like, I'm I'm confident in our defense, but I also don't know. Like, I didn't see Tua play against him, and I'm seeing him have a good season. So, yeah, but you saw him have a clunker against the 49ers defense, sure. and I'd say our defense is just uh, as good. Is in a similar category to that defense, so I feel confident. Sure. Yeah. No, I think that's a fair way to look at that. Um. And like I said, in the Seahawks, in the Seahawks, let's be honest, they're 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 not as good as their record. They've had some breaks. 
So put it this way. I think I I look at the five games left on our schedule and I say, okay, the Jets can win all five of them. I look at it also and say we could probably lose four of them. I I would be really upset if we lost the Jaguars. The Detroit getting Jamison Williams back, if he potentially clicks in two weeks, like that could cause some problems, but we should be able to beat Detroit. I don't think he's going to click in two. I don't think like he's going to be able to get up to speed in two weeks. I don't think Mm -hmm. that's uh, feasible. Vinny, I love you, brother. Thank you so much for the call. You've been ejected from the cockpit. Got 23 minutes left in this call-in show. Make sure you hit that like button if you're hanging out in the chat, just listening to stuff. We got a poll question in the chat. Will Zach Wilson start another game? Yes or no? Vote on that in the live chat, as well as uh, the pinned comment. Go over there and vote for all our New York Jet players to make the Pro Bowl. from... Welcome to the cockpit. Sorry, dude. Who we got? Chris from Florida. Oh, damn. Chris from Florida. How you doing tonight? What's going on, Ryan? Oh, my Jet fans. Stand up and get me a J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. What a game. What an exciting game, man. Gotta agree with you, man. It feels good, right? Like, it's like, oh, we were in it. We were in it. But just, ah. So close, man. Mm -hmm. And you know what? It's going to put a harsh on some people, but this is kind of the reason why I feel like Mike White, look, I love how he played. I love how the players came back and, you know, Ryan started off rough and then came back into this game, you know, mm-hmm. read his read his cues and everything. I like the way the guy plays. I'm, I'm still not 100% convinced that he's a starter for our team, but I will say, like, he would be a great person to lead a future quarterback. If I were to have another rookie Mm-hmm. Or if anything, if I could get into Zach Wilson's ears and say, hey, dude, you need to let Mike get into your ear. Like, this is this is your mentor. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what I don't know what Joe Flacco is doing for, mm-hmm. for Zach Wilson as far as, like, talking to him on the sidelines. But, you know, I just – I feel like Mike White is that guy that I can definitely say when I my quarterback is hurt or he's not getting everything together. Mm-hmm. I feel like this guy can definitely – be the one to strive us and put hope back into our hearts that the game, that the season's not over, you know. Mike and White I, is and the, the only perfect reason I backup quarterback. Like, like he's exactly what you want in in a very stable quarterback, like a very high floor. You know, could have a game like you know Fitzpatrick where he just goes off. But like, I just I guess I struggle with the do you hinge all of next year on him? That's where I'm like that's that, and that and that's my thing too because you know what. If we look at it, if Mike White could lead us to it, could we not be looking at the same scenario as a Carson Wentz and uh, Nick Folks? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think there's a spark generated for sure, and I think Mike White can be that spark. You've seen this team play hard against two good teams. Um, You know, I don't know. I, I, I think it's possible. Yeah, and then here's the other question. If you were to, you know, if you were to put something like that on a Mike White standard you've you've brought it up before who do we bring to like challenge him or at least to be his backup you know if you put all the cards on the table then you have to bring in a comp a capable quarterback do you hold on to zach wilson and say hey you're going to be now the backup to mike white the guy you were the guy who shadowed you you know Mm -hmm. it's now reversed like there could be some harsh feelings there or do you go for another maybe a later round pick rookie and then you teach him under mike white to be like hey 
we've got someone set that we know will learn from Mike White's mistakes and build up. I mean, all yeah, I can say for sure, right? though, is I, I feel a lot of confidence with this team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think this team has confidence in themselves for sure. And I think, you know, next year, I think Zach's definitely here at least until training camp, if not beyond that. Um, it would be interesting to see if Mike White was like the incumbent. It was like, okay, Zach, you got to play better than Mike. And Mike's going to be the like the guy in the in-house that is the starter to start this whole thing off. And then maybe you draft a guy in the second or third round. You say, okay, look, Zach, if you're better than this kid, you should be better than this kid. Hey, Mike White, if you're better than the second or third round pick, you can be the guy. Like We're not overly investing, but we have three options that haven't cost us a whole lot of money. I just don't know if that's a like a Super Bowl caliber run that you're risking then. That's where yeah, I'm like it's so hard, concerned. Man. This is such a good team. I could definitely yeah. see that. I mean, we've talked about it. The defense is beautiful. Came back after the first quarter, just really ramming on Cousins. You saw it on the video. He mm-hmm. was hurting, man. Like, I wish yeah. we had one more good hit on him. I think we've got to bench the guy. Yeah, dude. I, I was saying that at halftime with Green Bean and Matt. I was like, yeah, we've got to hit Cousins more frequently because you can tell after that last hit, he didn't want to have to keep taking those. And then, you know, they started, you know, the defense played better in the second half. They just couldn't stop the one touchdown. Yeah. Chris, I love you, brother. Look Give me one more J-E-T-S. Boom! You're out of here! <laughs> he didn't hear me, I guess. Oh, it's all right. You don't have to give me the J-E-T-S. Uh, we've got 18 minutes. I don't know if I'm going to go all 18 minutes because I uh, don't know if my bladder can hold. <laughs> I might be calling this after this phone call. From Who we got? Eric. Eric, what's good, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey, man. How you doing? Love the show. Thank you so much. Hey, uh, first and foremost, I'm mm-hmm. the original Buffalo Jets fan. Ooh, right, I like New that. York, born and raised. I'll just say there are some Bills players over the years that were known to be assholes, rubbed some people, including my father, the wrong way. Mm-hmm. He still watches every Bills game and roots against them from Phoenix, Arizona. That's pretty funny. What's Run your thought Jeff process? 98, Curtis yeah. Martin brought me into this misery. Mm-hmm. So how are you feeling about Mike um, White and how you feel going forward? Yeah, I love Mike. Um, I think he's proven he can win games. He um, may or may not be the long-term answer, but I'll tell you what, I'd love to have him on this team for a little long-term. Sure, you know, I, absolutely. I, I wouldn't mind giving him uh, a kind of a contract that's kind of fringe starter mm-hmm. and at least backup and give him like a seven-year, $70 million contract, $5 million guaranteed a year to be here long-term, knowing mm-hmm. he'll have a chance to start, but he may not. And I think he'd be the first to tell you if Zach was mentally fit right now, Mm-hmm. You'd understand that Zach was a starter because he's got the talent, right? Yeah, I wonder if Mike White would would swallow his pride and sign a contract. I don't know if we'd sign him for that long, but like a three-year, $30 million deal or a four-year, $40 million deal, like enough money that like if he wanted to hold out, he could and he could get more money. But at least there's a baseline of like, hey, we respect you enough where I think if you are here and you're not the starter, you're going to play a vital role in us potentially winning a Super Bowl, coming in for an injured starter at some point or subbing out a game, whatever it may be. I just, I I don't know. I think I could see him sign that. I think I definitely could. Um, But are you running the season back next year with just Mike White? That's where I'm kind of like stuck. I I don't, I don't, blow away the franchise in order to go sign somebody like a Jimmy 
or a Lamar. I think those things are ludicrous. I think um, Lamar's ludicrous. I don't know if Jimmy is. I don't think he's a crazy t- like. I would pay him thirty to thirty-five million dollars a year, and I think that's perfectly fine. But, Although, but if you think you Mike White because, is like you know the discount version of that, then like if he continues to have three hundred yard games, there's no reason to sign Jimmy Garoppolo. Like Mike White's the guy. What? Right. When's the last time Jimmy finished the season? Uh, I mean, he had the one run. Probably the Super Bowl season, Super right? Bowl, right. But right. I and feel I like he's been out him. a lot. That's such an issue. Yep. Brother, hey man, thank you. Keep doing what you're doing. I appreciate it. Love it, dude. Thank you so much for the call. You have been ejected from the All right, boys and girls, we have 15 minutes. I got, I got another call on me. Let's see. Who's calling in? Let's see what we can get. Kingston. This is going to be an interesting uh, thought process. Aaron Rodgers, perfect quarterback for Wilson to learn behind. This is 100% true. Like, I don't know if he would renegotiate his contract to be able to play here and get traded, and I wouldn't hate it for a year. Who we got? Hey, what's good, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. All right, who we got? Call from Jack. Hey, what's up, Jack? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey, what's up, Ryan? I'm hanging in there. How are you feeling about yesterday's loss and the long-term outlook at quarterback for the New York Jets? Long-term outlook. So yesterday I was a little disappointed. I was uh, down in D.C. and I couldn't get the game anywhere. Ah. So I just uh, kept refreshing my phone trying to follow it. Yeah, you're probably watching the Giants and Redskin game, I would think, or Commander game, whatever they're called yep. now. So instead of the Jets, I got to watch a tie. Oof. Woof. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, long-term uh, at quarterback. I like, at least right now, I like Mike White starting next year mm-hmm. and uh, Zach behind him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm one of those guys that keeps, uh, you know, pinging you guys on Tuesday nights about the draft because uh, <laughs> I'm, you know, such a huge uh, fan of the draft. I think, uh, so it's a, a two-part question that I got, mm-hmm. one part being, uh, so there's this kid, Herndon Hooker, from Tennessee. Yep, from Tennessee. Just just towards ACL. Uh, do you think he's worth a mid-round selection? You know, sit back there mm-hmm. and learn, uh, even with that injury coming into the league, or is that mm-hmm. too big a risk for you? I think for that one, if you're signing someone like that who's definitely not playing next year, or more than likely like a wash, like a, a redshirt season, I would go with a more proven veteran than Mike White. Um, if Mike White's going to be your starter and you want to run it back with Zach and you want to take like a swing on a second or third round quarterback, I'd be maybe more apt to do that. I don't know if I want to waste a whole year on a quarterback that can't push White or Wilson. Right. I feel that. Mm-hmm. What's then, your uh, thought? Would other, you want to so bring him in? Staying on the. Uh, oh, sorry. Would you want to bring in him? Uh, I think I would. I think, uh, you know, there are a couple talented kids in this draft. Uh, he, he's, you know, one that I'm a big fan of. It's just the, uh, the ACL is always a concern. And that kind of segues into my next question, which was, uh, how are you feeling about Brees next year? And uh, is it worth, you know, in this offseason getting another back, uh, whether that be through the draft or free agency? Because, you know, not everybody bounces back from an ACL like AP did. Sure. Um, so I'm 
confident enough in Brees that I'm not going to bring in another back. I think with Bam Knight and Michael Carter under contract, you have your one-two punch. At the very worst, you can have someone like Ty Johnson or, you know, if you want to insert an undrafted free agent running back after that here, totally good with that. But I think Bam and Carter are good enough insurance on Brees Hall that if Brees Hall is not good enough to go at the beginning of the season, you're all right. But I do think because of the way he tore his ACL, it was like a twist while he was getting tackled as opposed to, hey, I trust my leg and I'm going to juke and it gives out. I don't think he'll have the mental... Um, hurdles that maybe like a Saquon had where it took him an extra year. Like, I think Brees is going to bounce back quicker. Right. All right, word. Thanks for thanks for talking to me, Ryan. Dude, love it. Thank you so much for the call. You have been ejected from the cockpit. All right, boys and girls. Uh, I'm going to call it there. I really love talking to you guys, but my bladder's about to explode, and uh, we don't need that on camera. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. Guys, we got to keep our chins up. We got an exciting team. We got a young team. We got a hungry team. We got a team that can legitimately contend with the best teams in the league. Uh, so let's just enjoy the ride. Enjoy what happens. Let's let these five games unfold in front of us. Uh, and then we can uh, yell and bitch and moan the whole time uh, in between the games. I love your faces. I'll be back here tomorrow with the Talking Jets panel, myself, O'Leary, and Greenbean from 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock. So make sure you tune in for that. Boys and girls, have yourself a great night. Uh, I'll be dropping in to the war zone. This is Jets Talk signing off. J-E-T-S!